Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Hey, everybody. Dave Hodges here, host of The Common Sense Show. We are the show that is freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. Thank you so much for joining us. And I got to tell you, Things are spinning out of control. I remember when I first started in this business, I had my first radio show in 2007, and we used to hunt topics and hunt good guests, and we never had any problem. <laughs> now, now I got to tell you, I have to pick and choose. So much, so much is happening so fast, and we're going to be um, um, interviewing. Uh, Darren Weeks from Govern America, and um, Darren and I go way back to his days on RBN before I was on there, and he was the first radio show that broadcast the fact that John McCain was trying to steal my land and that of my 300 of my neighbors without paying us for it, because he wanted to put a Canamex highway system through. I don't know that that project's dead, but I'm sure they've got to move it, because we're growing like a weed out here, much to my chagrin. But uh, So I was on Darren's show way back when, and that was my first foray into the media talking about this stuff. So we always have a debt of gratitude here for the Govern America show. And uh, it was bad, folks. It was bad. I really thought at my age, you know, I was going to have to start over. And I thought, I don't know how I'm going to do that. But we always owe uh, them at Govern America a great debt of gratitude. Hey, before we go to Darren, though, we got to cover a couple things here. Uh, Number one, uh, some of you have had some technical issues with our podcast. Those are straightened out. Um, good as gold. We made a transition from one server to another because we don't trust. Um, well, let's put it this way: with all the censorship going on with Spotify canceling twenty thousand accounts, we wanted to make sure we didn't want them to choke us off at the point of origin. So we created our own platform, and we're still on Spotify. You know, let's hope that uh, they don't move against us like they did twenty thousand other people. And uh, the other thing, the TV show, well, we were interfered with there. Uh, we had some actual sabotage, and that has now been straightened out as well. And we're putting up five regular broadcasts a week. And so just wanted to let you know, everything is as good as gold. And uh, we got to do a little business here, too. And, and i, I got to speak right here from the heart. If you think that your food supply is not being impacted other than just inflation, you got to think again. you got the fertilizer equation. You've got uh, the loss of private land for farmers going to corporate interests, nefarious interests like China. They own 34 million acres now. And then you got Bill Gates. Uh, yeah, your food supply is in trouble, people. It's in big, big trouble. And you got to get independent of the system. And people say, well, Dave, how much food do I need? I, I tell everyone what Bob Griswold says. Our expert Bob says you got to have two years in seeds. Now, you say, Dave, I don't know if I can get there in a short amount of time. I understand that. And I hate to say this because I never say this about anything else we've ever promoted here. But if you were ever going to max your credit cards out on anything, food and water would be where it's at. Because I don't know how long we have. I mean, World War III could be around the corner. That'll be a game changer. The dollar could collapse at any time. And then you're not going to be able to get things. And that's the problem. You think right now the prices are high. Well, at MPS, they've held the line on the prices, and they're still offering a special. I can't believe they're doing it. You know the particulars. You know, 25-year shelf life. Uh, The food tastes good. It's regular food. Lots of diversity within the food. And I'm going to encourage you to go as soon as this broadcast is over. 
to preparewithdave.com. Take advantage of the specials that are there and order as much as you can. Look, I think we're pretty well set too, but you know, we have periodic meetings in our house and we try to shore up interests and we're looking at, well, we need this kind of food and we're still making our adjustments too, people. So don't take this as a criticism, but take it as a real warning that, uh, unfortunately, I'm afraid it's going to come to fruition. And if you have food, you better have water. And uh, we sell the best water filtration system out there. The research shows it. It's the Aquapure Pro Water Filter. And on the fifth day of a crisis, the Naval War College says the number one cause of death is bad water. So you can scavenge, but you better have a way to purify. And you got the drums? Well, I do too. But I won't drink a drop unless I purify it through a filter. And you really need more than one. And they have a great sale on right now, so you can afford to do that. Go to Water with Dave. So you got the food? preparewithdave.com you got the water waterwithdave.com and uh, we've kind of jumped them out of our advertising cycle and here's what I mean by that there are other high dollar items higher dollar items that we have besides food and water that doesn't really return a lot to us and I'm being honest with you they're great companies the reason they're here is because I think our shelf life for this is really short I think your just in time deliveries uh, at the stores I think that's all being threatened um, and uh, we're hearing stories that Walmart's diverting trucks to underground bases now, and they're not li- delivering nearly as much food. And I've been told by some sheriffs they've been briefed on this and expect possible food riots. That is a definite, folks, I'm telling you. And I'm going to try to get Sheriff Mack on here next week when I'm back from the conference, and we're going to talk about that. Anyway, our guest, Darren Weeks, Govern America host. We're going to talk about the war and related issues. Darren, welcome to the show. Glad you could join us. Yeah, it's a pleasure to be here. Hopefully you can hear me good. I can hear you just fine. You're coming in five by five. And, uh, man, we go back a long time. This was, I, I think I was on your show the first time. I'm going to guess 05. Oh, yeah, four. I don't remember. It's been many, many years ago, oh, though. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I know. And so much has happened since then. I mean, we've seen so much of a transition in our country. And I wish I could say it was for the better. I wish I could say that the outlook looks bright and that we could hope for good things for our future, you know, for our offspring and maybe their grandchildren someday. Unfortunately, uh, things are looking pretty bleak. And the people that are in power right now have transitioned us into a place where we're seeing such blatant and willful I mean, if you were going to try to do something good for the country, you would do the exact opposite of everything that's being done right now. It's it's mind-blowing, but it's to the point where just about everybody knows it. Uh, the senile old man in the White House right now, uh, it's clear he's not really in charge. Mm-hmm. Half the time, he's even able to uh, utter a coherent sentence, and yet you have this mess going on right now with the war, which has really been long-planned. But what these insane psychopaths are doing are, are bringing us to the brink of possibly nuclear annihilation. And I think a lot of this has to do with what you were just kind of talking about there at the beginning of the program. You know, the dollar decline, uh, the the Great Reset, which is being promoted by Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum crowd, this this uh, group of billionaire thugs. I got no problem with people getting being rich. And Get them out! It's when they have so much money that all they have to do, their big favorite pastime, is to try to steal Take everything out. that's yours and to control your life. You know, uh, and, and that is very apparent that that's what's going on right now with the, with the World Economic Forum and this Great Reset. I think the uh, a lot of the stuff that's, that's happening and that has been engineered right now in Ukraine, it serves to mask the inflationary cycle of the hyperinflation that's coming with the dollar. You know, we've gone... As you know, Dave, from one crisis scenario to another uh, over the years, you know, we, we've had 9-11, 2001, the rise of the, the technocratic police state and uh, all the insane stuff that that brought us at the airport and different transportation controls in place. And uh, then and also a lot of the bioweapon stuff, I think, you know, because you had the anthrax attacks uh, that took place allegedly back then. Uh, and from that, you have all of this other stuff has, has evolved, and then you have the COVID-19 thing that we've just gone through. You know, the amazing thing, and i got to say something here at the outset. I have kind of a controversial, probably a controversial take on this whole current situation with Russia and Ukraine. And, you know, I've been accused of uh, going over to the dark side. And, that, and those exact words were used. Uh, because 
I kind of defend Putin on this thing. On this thing, I, you know, I, I believe in speaking the truth regardless of where the chips fall. And if I see it the other way, then I'll say it the other way. Believe me, it would be a lot easier for me to to go along with the official story, the official narrative, and say everything is fine. We're the good guys. Uh, but I don't see it that way, and that would be being dishonest, in in my view. I'm not trying to paint Vladimir Putin as some sort of a great big angel. Uh, but I do know that the globalists at the State Department have been engineering a war with Russia for a long time. They have been trying since the 1990s. And that's where all of this stuff really takes root. It all starts back in 1991 with the fall of the Soviet Union, where all of these Western predator capitalists, and I'll put the word capitalist in quotes because some of these people aren't so capitalistic. I mean, they, they, when you get to that level, they're capitalists when it suits them. But they would, I think, much rather have a totalitarian government in place because they like corruption. They thrive in corruption because corruption, they can buy off officials, they can bribe people, and and, and they're able to operate better in a corrupt environment rather than having to jump through legal hoops and obstacles. So, uh, but you you had a massive looting campaign going on in Russia back in the 90s. And you had all these people like Larry Summers and the Clinton clan uh, going over there and and, 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 um, and Natalie Chubais who was under Boris Yeltsin in the in the Soviet Union or the post-Soviet Russia excuse me uh, he they set up a voucher program and a lot of people don't know about this a lot of people you know haven't talked about it a lot but under communism the uh, state assets didn't get distributed you know they were distributed Everything was controlled by the state. So after the state fell, after the government fell, then things didn't get delivered to the store. I mean, all these systems that they had in place stopped. And they this, they engineered a situation where the, the state, some of the state assets anyway would be distributed to the people. And uh, they, they came up with this voucher program to do it. And it was Boris Yeltsin, who was highly corrupt... And then Natalie Chubais was put in charge of that. And they put up this voucher program, and they were distributing state assets to the Russian people. But you got to keep in mind the Russian people were starving to death. And here's this piece of paper that they were giving them. What good is that to me when I'm starving to death? So uh, other people came along. No, get them out! They held these auctions uh, where these Western billionaires, people like Bill Browder... But the State Department, Larry Summers, and the Harvard gang were all involved in this. As a matter of fact, there was a a settlement of $1.5 million where uh, the United States Agency for International uh, Development, which is an arm of the State Department, this was a U.S. aid-funded Harvard program that was operating in Russia. And they were literally looting the Russian people. I mean, they were they were taking all the natural resources from them. Uh, and these people like Bill Browder uh, of Hermitage Capital Management, he set up a uh, an office in Moscow at the time. Uh, Hermitage was founded by Browder and Edmund Safra, uh, who you know, and it's just another side story that Edmund Safra kind of. Uh, he died a, a very strange death. Let's just put it that way. I'm, I'm not sure what to make of it. It was a, a fiery death. Uh, it's a really interesting when you dip, dig, dig down into Edmund Safra's death, how odd it was. But anyway, he and, and Bill Browder founded Hermitage Capital Management together. And they were operating in, in Moscow. And uh, they were setting up shell companies over there to avoid paying taxes. And uh, this is very important. Uh, because later on, Browder's accountant, a guy by the name of Sergei Magnitsky, who Browder refers to as, a, as his attorney, but he admitted under oath, and I think it was a, a 2005, no, I think it was 2015 deposition, that uh, that Magnitsky had never been to, to a law school and had never gotten a law degree. So this is a guy who's supposedly a lawyer and didn't know anything about law. But... Uh, what he really was was Browder's accountant, but Browder didn't want to say that because it makes it sound kind of shady. So it sounds more legit when he's his attorney. But anyway, uh, Browder 
had his hermitage offices raided in Moscow, and he's been since banned from the com- from entering the country. Sergei Magnitsky was actually arrested and ended up dying in, in, in prison in Russia. Now, this is important because now Browder is on a campaign that he refers to himself as a humanitarian and a human rights campaign, and he's going into all these countries, including, including the United States. He got the Magnitsky Act passed here, which every year, under the Magnitsky Act, the government puts sanctions on different Russian officials that are Browder's enemies. And he's trying, Browder is also going to other countries and trying to get this done in other countries as well. So, you know, it's always foreign people that get sanctioned under these, these Magnitsky Acts. But they, they, and there's no due process. It's bad law. There's no due process. You have no, no way to file a grievance or an appeal. It's just if, if he decides that he wants you sanctioned, he goes and all of these people, all these politicians, fall in line with what he does he has unbelievable access to all the networks he's on fox news we at the common sense show have a great tv show we bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in because what once was coming is no longer coming it's already here and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future you can find us at the commonsenseshow.tv commercial free censorship free and we're getting five star ratings on the world's major platforms again check us out today at the commonsenseshow.tv Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Did you know that the World Economic Forum now, they in the last meeting they convened, they actually had a water board there with water experts, and they tell us our water is in danger and they have to take control of our water. Does that bother anybody? I'm sure it does. And I begin thinking right now about water safety. And we already know there's lead in the water, chemicals in the water. A lot of it's not safe to drink. But we have the answer for you. It's called the Alexa Pure Pro Water Filter. It's the best there is. And scientifically, they leave nothing to doubt as they publish their research at waterwithdave.com. And it's my choice for water filtration. Gravity powered. It reduces 206 contaminants. It targets heavy metals, fluoride, chlorine, and viruses. It is the best there is in the business. And you can read all the research on this simply by going to water with dave.com that's water with dave.com save eighty dollars for a short time he's on msnbc cnn he's on all of the networks how do you, spell, how do you spell his name darren it's b-r-o-w-d-e-r william browder b-r-o-w-d-e-r wow. and uh this is somebody that doesn't get talked about nearly enough, but he has a lot. And, and there's an article that people can read about the history of the looting of Russia. Uh, it's it, it's in it's called the Harvard Boys Do Russia. It's in the in a publication called the Nation. dot com. And uh, just type in you know the Harvard Boys Do Russia. It'll probably come up as long as you don't use Google. And I would say don't use DuckDuckGo anymore either. Because they've just recently announced that they're going to start censoring their search results as well, unfortunately. So I, I've uh, I've shifted to uh, a search engine called Qwant. Quant. Uh, I think it's out of France. 
but so far they seem to have pretty good search results and they uh, respect your privacy as well. So uh, Q want. It's how do, like how do you Q spell that? Q W A N T. Okay. Dot com. Yeah, because yeah, uh, I'm not using DuckDuckGo anymore. Uh, why would they do such a thing? They made their they they made their mark on on being uh, anti Google censorship free. Yeah, I don't know. They they've made their mark of being pro pro privacy. At least that's what they claim. And of course, we don't really know how many of these search engines are really private or not. They claim to be though. Um, and I, I like them. They had pretty good search results, but you know, I, I, I don't want to, you know, if you're not getting, and this is really a, a larger point to be made about all of this stuff. If Russia's all bad, and our State Department and our officials over here are all benevolent and altruistic, then why do they have to censor one side of the story? Why is it that the American people can't be trusted with the full story? Why can't we make up our own minds? Why do we need the nanny state telling us what to think? You can't, you know, you'd have to be an absolute moron to think that less information is better when you're trying to get a full story of what's really going on. You know, there's good information, there's bad information, but the more information you have, the more that you can sift through it and make up your own mind. But that's the problem is increasingly now in this day and age, they're not trusting us to come to the, the, the right conclusion because what are they afraid of? That we might come to the wrong conclusion from their standpoint? And that's how you know you're living under totalitarianism and authoritarianism is when all of your information is being controlled. And that seems to be more and more apparent all the time. And it, it infuriates me. But uh, yeah, it, it this, should. Well, why isn't this Browder character in jail? Well, he's got a lot of money, and I really think he buys politicians. Uh, and I think also that he, to be honest with you, I, I can't. I really have a deep, deep suspicion that there might very well be some intelligence uh, roots with this guy. Because, and the reason I say that is because at one point. Uh, they did have Interpol, I believe, on his trail. And then it just all of a sudden all went away. But he he was uh, he was on the run. In fact, it was Russia that got, I think, got Interpol on him. And then that just, you know, just kind of the case was just dropped all of a sudden. But uh, but there was a State Department settlement with, uh, you know, somebody named uh, Nancy. They were they because they had misused federal funds in all of this Harvard program in Russia, and they ended up ultimately this FFIA, which is Falaron Fixed Income Association Associates, that was partly owned by a woman named Nancy Zimmerman, who uh, was the wife of Andrew Schleifler, Schleifler, who was a Harvard professor, and was head of the the Harvard Russia project at the time. Uh, they ended up having to pay one and a half million dollars as a part of this settlement, and it's interesting because when you got when you start looking at this uh, Nancy Zimmerman character, uh, there was a New York Times article where she was mentioned. She had been mentioned in the uh, in the U.S. Aid press release. Uh, New York Times reported in 2009 that she was a part of Larry Summers' inner circle and a close personal friend. Of, of Larry Summers, and uh, the same New York Ar- Ar- uh, New York Times article also says Larry Summers worked at uh, D. E. Shaw and Company, who was one of the largest donors to Hillary Clinton's 2016 presidential campaign. So, you know, again, it's it's all connected. But, uh, but do Bill, you think, do you think just, he's the one who's leading um, Biden into an economic destruction of the United States? I think it's it's hard to put it on any... Who, who's that? You're talking about Bill Browder? Yes. I, I think there's a lot of people involved in this. I think it's a whole cast of shady characters. To put it on any one person, to me, is, is kind of difficult. But he's definitely a player that people need to be aware of. Uh, this, this guy, Bill Browder, he was born in Chicago... Uh, he currently lives in London. He uh, gave up his U.S. citizenship to avoid paying taxes. 
Uh, his uh, he's he's the grandson, by the way, of Earl Browder. Incidentally, who was the head of the Communist Party USA, and he has, <laughs> when confronted about that, he 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 says he's he he distances himself from the ideology of his of his grandfather. But that's just kind of an interesting little tidbit of information. Well, there. along those lines, you're familiar with uh, Trevor Loudon's work, correct? Uh, I'm familiar with the name. Trevor Loudon, um, and this is now five years old when he's done updates, but five years ago he came out and he named 70-some-odd uh, Democratic congresspeople who were members of either the American Communist Party or front groups was more common for the American Communist Party. I kid you not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they uh, they have the whole Democrat Socialists of America as well. But I, I think a lot there's probably a lot of Republicans that are involved in this, too. There you know, weren't we at the lot time of- that he published that, but I would agree. I would expect to find Mitt Romney, Liz Cheney, people like that, too. Yeah, completely. Uh, because you can't tell a dime's worth of difference between them. Uh, this, as I said, though, uh, this Browder character, he, he set up shell companies in Russia. He's now a wanted man in Russia for tax fraud. Because, uh, and that was really the big issue with all these people is that he, they, uh, you know, when Putin came to power in Russia, he put a stop to all of this stuff. And that made them all very angry. He said, you can keep what you got, but you're not going to get any more. And that's really, I think, what made him, you know, enemy number one and why they want to overthrow him because they can't, they can't have their new world order as long as they can't control Russia. And uh, the Magnitsky Act sanctions all these people, keeps them from flying in, in to, you know, to the countries where it's imposed on them. And, uh, you know, you can you can see online, I think it's still online, uh, the 2015 sworn deposition where Browder's being served, and he's asking, being asked questions under oath, and, and over and over and over again, he says, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. He won't answer anything. You think somebody who is at that level who is very well in charge of all of his uh, his his business dealings, but when he's under oath, he doesn't know anything about his business dealings. It's really remarkable to watch. And uh, there's also a, a video online, and, and you might have to look for it in some other place other than YouTube, but there's a video online of him running when they were trying to serve him with, you know, serve him a court notice to appear, he, he literally is running from the process server. He dives into the back of his limo and then goes through the limo over to the other side and starts running down the street. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. Uh, it, 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 it's really a comical th- a scene to watch. But he's also a close associate with another guy named Mikhail Kordakovsky. This is a Russian oligarch who spent nine years in, in Russian prison for tax fraud uh, under the same type of program, Mikhail Kordakovsky became a very, very wealthy Russian oligarch. Uh, you know, a, 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 he made his uh, fortunes with Yukos Oil. Uh, he gained control of the uh, Siberian oil fields, and and Yukos Oil Company. It's a Y U K O S, and that was all through the corrupt voucher program, uh, bidding all this stuff. And he's also the founder of, uh, of uh, a bank and financial group by the name of Minitep. And uh, Browder claims that Vladimir Putin was the wealthiest man in Russia. Actually, it's Mikhail Kordakovsky that is the wealthiest man in Russia. And he got mm. so rich through the voucher program, which they were literally for pennies on the ruble. They were taking all of this stuff from the Russian people. Uh, the Russian people did not have. And, and, and that's really the larger point here. It's the Russian people, the people of Ukraine. It's always the people on the ground that pay, you know. These are the people that are being victimized. And right now, a lot of animosity is being generated uh, at the Russians. And it, people don't ever stop to separate out. It's it's the officials in charge and not the people who are ultimately going to pay. And I think, honestly, with these sanctions, it's going to boomerang back around at us, uh, the American people, as well. Uh, anyway... 
this uh, Mikhail Kordakovsky was uh, he was arrested. He was convicted, as I said. He spent nine years in prison in 2003, and they have a thing over there where you can't hold shares uh, while you're in prison. So he passed his uh, he passed his shares of Yukos Oil to his good friend Jacob Rothschild <laughs> after his arrest. Okay. okay, there was a, there was an article in Life.ru, which I it was also on a website called Stalker Zone. Uh, it said the Rothschild Trust directly financed Kordakovsky's anti-Russian political projects. Um, he's also a, uh, and incidentally, a Lynn De, Lynn Forrester de Rothschild is on this on, on staff at the McCain Institute, and I've got a link. Uh, to the McCain Institute, you can actually go in there. Uh, at least last time I checked, now I haven't checked lately, but last time I checked, you could go to the McCain Institute. It's McCainInstitute.org, and it's on the staff page. You can see Lynn Forrester de Rothschild was there. And there's also a page where Hillary Clinton herself, none other than Hillary Clinton, endorsed Kordakovsky. He's got that on his website. Kordakovsky.com, and by the way, it's it's Kordakovsky is spelled K-H-O-D-O-R-K-O-V-S-K-Y. You can go to Kordakovsky.com, and there is a a link directly to the letter that Hillary Clinton wrote. She says uh, on October 2009, when he was in prison, I think that all of these problems—the imprisonment of Kordakovsky, beatings and murders in Russia are damaging to the image of the country abroad. In all countries, there are criminals and people who abuse their authority. During the last 18 months, however, and even before that, there have been too many incidents in Russia. She wrote that in support of Mikhail Kordakovsky. So so how, how, how does this come back in, all, all of this chicanery, a lot of its spirit? See, I look at Browder, the way you're describing him, as one of the heads of the pyramid, uh, and everything mm-hmm. else filters down. So how does this factor into us being the antagonist in the war? Because going back to the 90s, they were stealing everything, and they would like to continue stealing everything. They would like to overthrow. I think they want to overthrow Russia, possibly install Kordakovsky as president, if you want to know the honest truth. Now, if not Kordakovsky, somebody else very friendly, very much the same way they did in Ukraine in 20, 2014 with Viktor Yanukovych overthrowing his government. you got to keep in mind, and, and I think this is something I just discovered lately, and I don't want, I'd like to get back to Kordakovsky and finish that here in a moment, but Ukraine is currently already a European Union country. I don't know if you knew that or not. A lot of people, I don't think anybody knew that. I just discovered this. It was a done deal in 2017. They have already brought Ukraine into the European Union. They signed the agreement. There's an association agreement, and I covered all of this on Govern America on Saturday. Uh, people can go to the archives. Uh, and in fact, it's a show's title, Association Agreement. But, but they, they signed all the documents. Ukraine has gone through the entire process, and they are officially a... a a European Union country. Now, whether or not it stays that way, uh, if Kiev falls, uh, maybe it won't. <laughs> I'm sure that it would be kind of weird, you know, but, but the next step was going to be bringing them into NATO. And they've already said they wanted to bring, uh, you know, they had the, uh, some. The Common Sense Show is proud to be able to bring you some very special deals for MyPillow. For example, they've got half off MyPillow bed sheets, more than half off their slippers, their sandals, their mattresses, their topper covers, women's lingerie. Now, they have extremely great products, as you all know. Ladies and gentlemen, right now go to MyPillow.com backslash Hodges. Use the coupon code Hodges to take advantage of these great opportunities. MyPillow.com backslash Hodges, coupon code Hodges. Something called the Bucharest Summit Declaration. And in the uh, Bucharest Summit Declaration, and I have a copy of it right here, it says NATO welcomes Ukraine and Georgia's Euro-Atlantic aspirations for membership in NATO. We agree today that these countries will become members of NATO. Okay? So so there can be no denying 
that that was their intentions. They said both nations have made valuable contributions to alliance operations. I mean, and they go on from there. That's that's paragraph number 23 of the Bucharest Summit Declaration of April 3rd, 2008. We've got all the documentations. They were going to bring Ukraine. They've already brought them into, into the EU. Uh, we've got the documents proving that right from the Ukraine's own website, its own government website documentation. There could be no disputing this. It's right on their own sites. And, and then from NATO.int, uh, this Bucharest Summit Declaration, where they had, where they expressed intention, they said it will be a NATO member country. And they were, and in fact, according to Putin, that's one of the things he said in his speech right before he, he declared the, uh, the Donbass, the two, the Luhansk and the Donetsk part of Ukraine, their own sovereign territories, their own sovereign nations, basically, is, he said that the the reason why he's doing that is because they the United States essentially has already brought in NATO into Ukraine. They're already holding military exercises with them, giving them equipment, teaching them how to operate it. And, and, and nobody, no superpower would stand to have hostile foreign militaries on their border. Many of your audience is probably old enough to remember the Cuban Missile Crisis when the Soviets were involved in Cuba. That didn't go over very well with the U.S. government. Uh, if they did that today, how would we react today? Probably the same way. We don't want missiles and missile systems which can reach our capital, reach our cities in, 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 in mere seconds or minutes on our border. And, and, and Russia doesn't either. And I think that's entirely no. reasonable. Well, yeah, I said all along the, the leverage goes for Putin if Biden would have proclaimed uh, no NATO. But see, I, I think they're, the, the globalists want to provoke a conflict so they can build out of the rubble their great reset. There you go. Just like the Phoenix. Uh, you know, on the ashes of everything they, they, they destroy, they build. And that's exactly what they want to do. Let me interject this here, too, uh, because it, it fits right in with what you're talking about. As you know, I've got some sources, and it's not a stretch at all. In fact, a lot of this is already documented. But the world's organizing in three camps. One is the indifferent and yet the unaffiliated. But then there's the so-called Western democracies. And I don't even know how to categorize Canada because they're so dominated by China right now. But I'm going to throw them in there. But it would be Europe, um, Canada, U.S., not Mexico. Mexico and Brazil met with Putin one week prior to the um, the war. And Latin America is throwing in with the BRICS nations. And they're going to use Iranian and Venezuelan oil. And uh, they're saying, no reset for us. You're not collapsing our economy. And the other side is saying, well, then we're going to have a war. And that's what I think Ukraine is all about. It's going to be the spark point. But you know where it could start, Darren? Did you know that our military and the Russian military are doing maneuvers in and military drills in Syria as we speak these words right now? Hmm. No, I, mean, I it guess could start there too. Well, Re- Revelation says Damascus, you know, in the final battle of Armageddon, Damascus will be rubble in a day, and I don't even know that this is the end time. So many people are willing to jump on that. I, I, I think there's some signs there, but I think we're a long way off from knowing this. But I would say this: beware of the peacemaker. Uh, <laughs> I would definitely say that. But uh, I, I think that. Um, the war is lining up between uh, pro-globalist factions. We're going to great reset you. You're going to own nothing and love it, to quote uh, Klaus Schwab. And the other side is, we want nothing to do with what you're trying to do. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think there's definitely, I think it's a challenge for power, to be honest with you. We've definitely hit an area where it's a multipolar world anymore. Uh, I think U.S., Dollar dominance is, is dead. Uh, but I think a lot of this was a deliberate effort to kill it. Uh, because they want to have the new digital dollar, which will dominate the world. The question is, who's going to dollar, d- dominate the new digital dollar? And I think that's where we're really headed here is a challenge. I think the rest of the world is, you know, and I think, I think a part of the stumbling block a lot of people, uh, fall into is, the, you know, separating out post-Soviet Russia with Soviet Russia, you know, the USSR. I think a lot of people still view Russia as the same entity 
that it was, you know, during the Cold War. And and that's the problem is I, we we have to separate out these things. Uh, I know for Putin's part, if you listen to some of the stuff, the statements he's made in the past, he's been critical of, of things. In fact, this recent speech he gave uh, before he did the invasion of Ukraine, uh, this recent speech was he was he was critical of the uh, Bolshevik Revolution, and in fact he's compared some of the stuff he's seen go on in the United States with the social justice warrior crowd and all this crazy stuff these little left wing connies have, are doing here with some of the stuff that was going on back then in the in the Soviet era. So I mean it isn't hard to see you know that this communist revolution fomenting here in the United States and weakening weakening everything and then, and it's a classic pressure from above pressure from below because we have you know the the administration right now purging our military of all the uh, of, of all the real fighters all the real patriots and putting into the, these these panty waist people with you know the, the purple hair purple and pink hair pierced you know weirdos <laughs> Well, and then the Assistant Secretary of Energy, that people that date dogs for recreation. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know what I'm talking about, don't you? The people that date dogs. Yeah, I'm talking about uh, the na- the name jumps out of my head, but there was a photo that surfaced of the newly appointed Assistant Secretary of Energy, mm-hmm. and uh, let's put it this way: he was dressed in drag, and he was with dogs in very provocative positions, and that's all I'm going to say. It's a family show. I'm not joking when I say this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just a, it's just it's a who total, they are. They're, they're yeah, freaks. Freak show. We, it, like this uh, Gigi Sone, I mean, she's going to throw censorship back into the Stone Age. Uh, yeah, and she's a freak. You talking about the FCC lady? Yeah, the one yeah. They, she's a freak. Yeah, it's 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 yeah. I know it's it's terrible, and uh, so so I mean they're putting all these little commie weenies in in. And, and then they expect, you know, that we got the largest, strongest military. We haven't, we haven't won a war. When was the last time we won a war? World you know, there you go. I mean, it hasn't been since World War II. And it, it, we certainly, we got our hind end handed to us in Vietnam. We've been in uh, Iraq and Afghanistan for, for 20 years. Finally had to pull out. And, hey, I've, I supported pulling out, but I supported never pulling in. But, you know, the amazing thing is, uh, and we spent 20 years fighting that battle and left basically with our tail to, between our legs. Now, I don't think we had to, but we shouldn't have been there in the first place. And the way we pulled out was was a horrific way, leaving everybody behind. And then the next thing you know, we're in an, into another conflict right away. I mean, we, we often say people don't learn from history, but, you know, history that happened last week. How, how could you know? And, and the other thing that amazes me about this and I see this on the left and the right. Everyone's believing the media. Everybody's believing, oh, yeah, yeah, those bad Ruskies, those terrible people. You know, Putin, terrible demon, horrible dictator. Okay, I'm not in Putin's corner, but you know what? You're believing everything you're told by Fox News, CNN, MSNBC, all these networks, NBC, CBS, ABC, all the alphabet soup networks. Okay, they lied to you about weapons of mass destruction in Iraq. They lied to you about 9-11. They lied to you about the the Branch Davidians. They lied to you about, you know, Randy Weaver and his wife. They lied to you about, uh, I mean, just go down the list. They've lied to you about everything. They spent the last two years lying about COVID, and now they're telling you the truth about war? They're telling you the truth about Ukraine and Russia? I mean, really? Do you really think that? I, I just don't get the disconnect. But... Anyway, we're here now, and, and, and a lot of people don't understand about Ukraine why. I mean, the 2014 overthrow of the government of Ukraine is really the most recent chapter of how we got here. And that's really why Donetsk and Luhansk broke off in the first place, is because these people didn't like the government, the Victoria Newland and the, uh, yeah. the Warhawk, the, the Kagans. Mm-hmm. Uh, installed there, and and there can be no question about that as well. The United States State Department is up to their eyeballs in a coup d'état that happened in 2014 in Ukraine. They were the ones that overthrew the government there, and 
And we know that for a variety of reasons, not the least of which the call that Victoria Newland was on, where she's plotting to over, you know, dur- during the whole revolution, while it's all the Orange Revolution is going on, they're talking about who they're going to put, who they're going to install. Okay? And she's never denied that that was her on the call. That was the fame, infamous F the EU call, where she uttered those, those, that phrase, and then later on had to apologize to the European Union. So she never denied the call. In fact, they admitted it, and she actually even smiled when the reporter asked her about it. She she didn't comment about it any other way other than to say, uh, well, that was a really good spycraft there. You know, the call was very clear. <laughs> I know. I, I, I hear you. This is good back-channel information for the war. Uh, it really is. Uh, what do you think the end goal is for the Biden forces and the people he represents? Is it to provoke a nuclear war? I don't really think so. Uh, now, they're, they're, they're playing with fire. I, I think that they have all of their uh, underground bunkers and all of that in case things do spiral out of control. I don't really think they either side wants nuclear conflict. I mean, they're crazy. I don't think they're that crazy. But anymore, you know, I sometimes even doubt that. But uh, I don't really believe that that's the goal. Uh, I, I think what they really want is to be able to weaken Russia to the point and, and isolate them. But the problem is, is they, you know, maybe in their calculus, they didn't take into consideration that China wouldn't be on board with them. Uh, it's it's interesting that Biden told uh, the Chinese some classified information and they turn around and gave it to Ch- uh, gave it to Russia. So, um, and that's the other thing about this is that we're seeing all the villainization of Russia, and yet when it comes to China, they're kind of just seemingly whistling, whistling past the graveyard. China's become very powerful because of all the years of trade that we've done with them, building up going back to the Jimmy Carter days, really, when, you know, relationship was normalized with China. And, uh, you know, we've been adamant critics of, of this policy, uh, but you know we've we've had our governors welcome them into our country. Uh, we've had them walk out of our of our country and go back home with military secrets that have made their military strong. I know I was uh, regularly in communication for a period of time. Had him on my show several times. Uh, uh, Professor William Kaufman at the University of Michigan. Uh, he was fired from the U of M because he went up the chain of command trying to get anybody at the university to try to pay attention to the fact that they were welcoming uh, delegations, the university was, welcoming delegations from into the university from Harbin Institute. Harbin Institute is the institute in China where people go to train to be in the People's Liberation Army. They were bringing these people in. Uh, Professor Kaufman was told that he had to share his information with this group now Kaufman is involved in rock he's a literal rocket scientist he is, was involved in nose cone technology and he some of his information or his his work has been used by NASA so he knows his stuff and uh, they were trying to get them to teach share his technology with this delegation from Harbin Institute and he hit the roof and said I will not and he tried to, he made a lot of noise at the university trying to get them to put an end to this, and nothing ever happened other than the fact that he had his classes canceled and was effectively put out of work. He uh, later, I think, testified before Congress uh, and tried to get some, some traction there. Uh, I tried to help him. Uh, he called me up, tried to get him on a local local talk show, television show in southern Michigan. I, I approached the host about it, who... He just kind of rolled his eyes and wasn't interested, clearly. Uh, so, anyway, I, I, don't, I don't know where Professor Kaufman is today. Uh, I've, I've since lost touch with him. But the point is is that uh, there, this has been a long pattern of, of secrets that have ended up in the hands of the communist Chinese. And ultimately, if we ever go to war with China, with, with Russia and China, because it'll be the two of them, then we'll be fighting, in many respects, our own technology, our own innovation that we'll be fighting with. And and, and now that we don't make a lot of the electronic components here in the United States, 
I, I jokingly uh, this past Saturday on the show on Government America said, you know, I wonder if we can pre-order all the technological equipment components that we need to put on our tanks and our aircraft and all our military weaponry uh, so that we can, before we go to war with, with China, you know, maybe get their factories in overdrive so that they can make all the components that we need to, to try to defeat them. So it's 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 almost laughable it would be laughable if it wasn't so deadly serious okay so with, armed with all this information um well before i ask the question let me let me take a break here because if i don't we won't get this in because i have a feeling you're going to give me a long answer because i think it's complicated <laughs> um ladies and gentlemen um i want you to join me in um going to noble gold i just used to be an advertiser for them now i'm a a very enthusiastic participant in what they do if you're keeping more than um let's say management money in your bank account you're begging to lose it and this is just the environment we live in right now and by the way when you put your money in the bank they own it um federal district court ruling 2012 reinforced the g20 conference in brisbane in 2014 uh, and if they start to fail, goodbye to your money. Now, maybe they'll be nice and give you 10 or 20% of it back. That happens around the world. Most recently, I remember it happening in Cyprus. But you can't trust this, folks. If you leave money in the bank, you should have operating capital, and you need to get into things like gold, silver, Bitcoin. Noble Gold can help you with that. And there are no pressure, no pressure whatsoever. Uh, in fact, you can actually have materials sent to you. And I'm going to tell you how to do that in just a second. But they they will not call you. You will have to call them back once you have the material. And I think you're going to look at it and say, I got to do this because they'll gold proof your IRA, your 401k. Uh, they're really good to deal with. And this is why I represent them because I'm also a customer. I want you to, you can give them a call if you want to talk to somebody directly, 877-646-5347. That's 877-636-5437. And now you can also go online and order free material to be sent to you to evaluate gold before late that's the word before gold before late.com all right darren we're going to step off the cliff here we've got about six minutes left in our broadcast and i just want to make sure you have time to get all this in because i think this is the punchline okay um yeah i, I just want to get back to kordakoski for a moment uh he's got, he's also got ties to bush and the carlisle group uh, you, you might remember the Carlisle Group. Oh, well, yeah. The investment banking firm of, uh, you know, they, they both, you know, when 2001 happened, the 9-11 so-called attacks, uh, the Bush and Bin family, Bin Laden family, both were uh, joint partners in, in the Carlisle Group, which uh, makes money off a of war. Uh, there was an article in the New York Times on November 5th, 2003, called Autumn of the Oligarchs. Where it says, then last summer, Mr. Kordakowski courted ExxonMobil, Chevron, Texaco, hoping to sell a large chunk of Yukos. The deal for as much as $20 billion would have ensured the company's future. It would have also made Russia one of the West's primary sources of non-Arab oil. Washington took the bait. In September, George H.W. Bush came to Moscow to give a speech at a dinner held by the Carlyle Group, one of the world's richest private equity funds. Rumors still swirl as to the real reason behind the dinner, but this much is known. Mr. Kordakowski, who now sits in Moscow's prison, uh, that was at the time. Again, that was from 2003. But he also sat on a Carlisle advisory board with Secretary of State under Bush, James A. Baker III. At the same time, Mr. Kordakowski went on a charitable spree in Washington. Some recipients now refer prefer anonymity, but a partial list of his beneficiaries range from foundations to think tanks to the Library of Congress. In 2002, the National Book Festival, beloved project of Laura Bush, received $100,000 in donations from the foundation. Along the way, Mr. Kordakowski met Condoleezza Rice and Vice President Dick Cheney and even had his photograph taken with the President and First Lady. So that's from the New York Times, Autumn of the Oligarchs, uh, November 5th, 2003. He also has ties, Mikhail Kordakowski does, to George Soros. Uh, he, 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 in fact, he's got a charitable organization, uh, Mikhail Kordakowski does, called the Open Russia Foundation. And he admits they funded some projects together. Now, you know, George Soros' Open Society Institute, 
so they they even have similar names. Um, and he he admitted that he fashioned the Open Russian Foundation after George Soros's Open Society Foundation. Uh, so and 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 there's a there's a firm called Kobier, and Kordakovsky also was involved in lobbying for the Magnitsky Act, Browder's Magnitsky Act, through Kobier. Uh, there's a lot to this, and uh, I, I don't expect everybody to put it all together. There's, there's something called Senate Resolution 322, which was introduced by then-Senator Joe Biden. Uh, Senate Resolution 322, which ironically is named, you know, 322 is the same number as the Skull and Bones. Uh, but uh, Senate Resolution 322 was passed in support of Mikhail Kordakovsky. And it was co-sponsored by John McCain and then-Senator <laughs> Barack Obama. Uh-huh. All the same players. All the same players. And, and so <laughs> I would suspect that Putin has people inside his government, since they have oligarchical relationships, that are working against Putin's best interests, but working with this uh, group like the Carlisle Group and related people. That would be my suspicion. That's where I would look next. Um so where does the we got about two or three minutes to wrap this up. So where where does the Ukraine war end? What's going to be the final disposition? Is it going to lead I, to something bigger? In your I opinion, think, what's happening? I think the Russians are going to take control of Kiev. I think it's going to go back to Russia. I think that the administration is going to really be powerless to do the the, the only tripwire here is the Article Five tripwire, which is extremely dangerous because. You know, you got these insane psychopaths that are trying to uh, declare a no-fly zone over Ukraine, which would ultimately lead to a war with Russia, because they've already made it very clear they're not going to tolerate NATO in Ukraine. And so declaring a no-fly zone over any part of Ukraine is is extremely stupid and dangerous and, and puts us in the place where literally I think that would be the point at which World War III breaks out, which could very well go nuclear. That let's could, that could. But I if it doesn't not. go that way, let, let's go back to your original premise here, that Ukraine's going to be occupied. Okay, the problem I see, as I see it, these people aren't going to allow themselves to be occupied, even if they've lost the war. Well, you got to keep in mind, though, that there's a lot of people in Ukraine that don't support. The, the, they're, they're, the weak president, Zelensky, is controlled by a group of, of, of extremist neo-Nazi people. And uh, a lot of the people that are living in Ukraine... Uh, they're Russian. A lot of them are Russian-speaking people, and they've been banned from speaking uh, Russia in their own by their own government. And that's another thing that people don't realize: the people in the Do- in the Donbass region have been being at war with the rest with the Ukraine government. Uh, they've been shelling uh, the Donbass for for a long time, ever since that that uh, area broke broke away. So there's been a war going on. In fact, there's over fourteen thousand people in that area that have been killed in that conflict and i think that's part of the reason vladimir putin went in there in the first place is is to put an end to this genocide that was taking place see there's a lot of things that people in the west aren't getting told and there's always two sides again i'm not trying to paint putin as a big angel but there's always two sides to every story and people are only getting one side of it no i hear you when i when i brought out the fact that all all biden had to do was declare ukraine to be a neutral nation never will have uh, nato involved with this won't join the eu formally um, people said oh you're a neocon dave you're, you're you're playing for the other side okay that's enough <laughs> this this is going to merit a follow-up we're, we, well let's see how things unfold but i think we're gonna have to follow up on i love on this status hey um we got just a um short time left but tell people how they can follow your good work okay i'm on gab gab.com slash govern america you can go there and follow me and i'll follow you back uh, also uh the main place is govern america.com govern america.com and we have uh archives of the show there you can listen live every saturday morning at 11 a.m eastern time uh it's a three-hour call-in talk show so you can call in and uh, tell me what you think uh and uh i do the show with vicki davis and she's an excellent researcher yeah, she is does a fantastic job and i'm, I'm very happy to uh to have a a team there that uh that yeah, you do. It's a great show. I've been on it uh, yeah. um, uh, out of need and necessity to start with. But look, thanks for coming on. We're flat out of time. But I'll, I'll follow up with you because we absolutely got to do a follow-up show on this. Thanks so much, Darren. God bless. Take care. 
We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts to help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee.